0: You're the bee in my bonnet, you're the soap in my eye.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Welcome back to the Extra Dirty Please podcast. I'm Julia Graves, at Julia Graves on all platforms.
0: I am Michelle Arsenault, or Michelle Arsenault on all platforms
1: we stay plugging our art on this. we pod. do
0: I have to <laughs> this is our
1: right so yeah. it's our podcast this like is an extension of our art I guess yeah maybe I don't know our podcast I think so. art well, let's make that a poll our podcast art
0: I think we're working on it.
1: We're working on it. We're working on perfecting the art of podcasting. Yes. Um, Let us know how we're doing. Give us a little five stars. I know (laughs) my audio is bad. Yeah. No, your audio is actually fine. Also to everyone who listened to the last episode, like, (laughs) thank you so much. It was so fun to record that, um, Mm -hmm. to like be in the same space yeah I also know like there's a ton of tangents like maybe save that for a day that you're like depressed Mm -hmm. and like need to listen to people being like stupid and drunk um but I feel like you definitely got to know us a little better which is kind of scary a little more intimately (laughs) it was definitely intimate um punches were like not actual punches but like
0: Metaphoric, like, like
1: well-meant metaphorical punches were yeah some definitely. of us were clocked which is okay um happens anyway yeah michelle uh how are you doing
0: <laughs> i i just alerted julia that i'm in a foul mood but i'm you know i'll go to bed and i'll write my vibes tomorrow is a yes. new day it's a reset Tuesday. yeah I just have like a lot of like work stress and like other things I have to do. The worst. That are like piling up. So
1: a little stressed. Hate that shit. Well, you you ate, you ate some delicious arepa.
0: I did. I just hounded them down. Hounded <laughs> them, them down.
1: We love fuel. Food is fuel. Food is fuel. Yes. Um, yes.
0: How about you? What's,
1: what's I'm on? okay. Um, it was a Monday.
0: It was a it Monday. It was a Monday. <laughs> I woke was. up
1: though and I felt like immaculate. Like
0: Ooh.
1: I just had such a good morning. And then I and I got to work. And one of my coworkers was like, oh my God, like you're in such a good mood today. And I was <laughs> like, I know, like this is crazy. Yeah. And then it like rapidly t- 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 like went into a downward spiral <laughs> from there. And she was like, damn, we fell a long way from that. And I was like, yes, we did. We did. Um yeah. Hounding for, for like information from girlies via email and like, yeah, just mostly like technological frustrations because I'm very fortunate and don't have to like face the public super, super often. Um, yeah. We made it. Oh my God. I got almost home when Friday. Thank like, fuck. Okay. But the difference between Tuesday and Monday is so large.
0: Like <laughs> Tuesdays are not much better than mondays it depends
1: on the tuesday i feel like Mm. for me Mm -hmm. but i also feel like last week and the week before went by so quickly Mm. but like the week before that was hellishly slow hellishly slow i mean last week was a short week so was nice but oh yeah anyway um we're here and we're on we're potting so potting. this is our um radical self-care yeah literally <laughs> which is like literally what we're gonna talk about today um mm-hmm. we're here to talk about how capitalism has commodified the self-care so we're about to attack uh everybody who feels the need to put a face mask on every time they feel stressed i'm one of those people so it is okay yeah it, it happens. How do you think of self-care, Michelle? Like what do you th- what comes to mind when you hear the word self-care?
0: My relationship to it has changed definitely. I think growing up, I you know I loved a good YouTuber, a good vlog and I was really you were one of those and influenced by those. And were I was you like, shaped oh, by the
1: YouTube beauty culture? Yes.
0: And then when Why it turned I into like
1: lifestyle, and I was yeah. like, oh, I
0: need to, like, have a morning routine, and,
1: like, yes, I okay, can stuff. we talk about morning routines for a second, yeah. like, and specifically that, the whole, like, that girl phenomenon, oh, and, like, the that yeah. girl routine, and I was, like, I'm a girl every day, like, damn, isn't that enough, like, <laughs> I'm a human, <laughs> like, not always that, also, like, I feel like it says a lot about like the self optimization, which I'm sure mm-hmm. we're going to like talk more about yeah. based on like the research that we've both done for this. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: just like the idea that you should just like wake up and like not interact with literally anybody ever mm-hmm. and drink your green drink that probably tastes like shit. I'm going to be gives honest. You diarrhea. It, and it gives you violent diarrhea because it's probably like infused with a detox tea mm-hmm. that's shady as fuck and definitely not... <laughs> it's not help like girl but for the girlies out there that are drinking that it is not helping your IBS like I'm telling you that right now it's just making it worse (laughs) it's making it worse because it's pulling the pendulum to one end of the spectrum and when you release the pendulum it goes dramatically in the other direction and that shit sucks (laughs) yeah no absolutely Um, yeah and then like I like to exercise in the morning, but.
0: And they have so much time. They but have like, so much time. Okay. I wake up.
1: Let's We should go through our morning. Yes, actually. And compare This is perfect. Yeah. This is perfect. Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm going to look up. Okay. Michelle, start with your back mm-hmm. row routine. And I'm going to look up a stereotypical back row routine mm-hmm. right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Live okay. research, guys.
0: This is the <laughs> that me, she routine. <laughs> Alarm goes off. 5 30 a.m i usually sit in bed for like five minutes get up <laughs> typical immediately use the restroom i'll <laughs> leave it at that and then from like 5:40 to like six i'm putting on my face moving very slowly around like six i'll usually get dressed my bag is already packed for the day, and sometimes it takes me 10 minutes to put together an outfit, sometimes it takes me 35. But I relate to that statement, <laughs> unless so I planned hard. it the night before, so hard. And then I literally leave at 6 30, drive to work, get there at like 7 15, get a coffee and a bagel, and sit at my desk at seven thirty.
1: Shit, I mean, like, you have to get up so early too because you're a teacher. Which yeah. is crazy. Yeah. Like I feel like I get up early. But you do more. <laughs> yeah. But like also I am I, I kind of hesitate to call myself a morning person. Like at mm-hmm. this point, I'm yeah. a morning person when I get enough sleep. Like nobody is a morning person when they're sleep deprived. Do you know what I mean? And I, I feel like, especially now that I'm like working like a nine to five, like yeah. even though my sleep schedule is more regular. I destroy it every weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so therefore I like am struggling to like be tired at like 10 30, which is ideally yeah. when I would go to bed. Yeah. Um, to get like enough sleep for myself, really. Mm-hmm. But uh that doesn't happen. So yeah, my morning routine, I have like a an alarm that goes off before my alarm that like so if I'm like in REM or something, mm-hmm. it'll like pull me out of REM but I can like still. Go back to sleep for another like 15-20 minutes. And sometimes that makes like a big difference for me. Yeah. Um, so my that first alarm goes off at 5 45. I do I never get out of bed for it. Just putting that out there. (laughs) I'm establishing that. Um, I'm a psycho, but not that much of a psycho. And then my second alarm goes off at six, and sometimes I hit snooze, depending on what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Um, but usually I get up, I make coffee. Um, like I am someone who like really needs like a moment to like, just like drink a hot beverage. I like Mm -hmm. need it before I do anything else. Jake and Max Um, do that too. Like, yeah, you do it and I just don't, I can't, I, the days, like, even if I'm like waking up to do something I want to do, like if I'm like catching a flight and I'm really excited to go somewhere, it, Mm -hmm. it just like disturbs mm, like me, like, I don't feel Mm -hmm. (laughs) right. But like, if I'm catching a flight at like 6am and I have to be at the airport at like 4.15, yeah. I'm not going to get, no, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. So anyway, I like whatever, drink my coffee, make my coffee, drink my coffee, whatever. And then usually around like 6.40ish, I like put on some workout clothes and like do yoga or like mm-hmm. do some little weight stuff and that's usually for like 45 minutes to an hour depends on like how energetic I am eat and then rinse off a lot of times my roommate Meg and I like will silently work out at the same time like in our apartment and Michelle's now been in my apartment so she like understands the space it's just like really funny it's kind of iconic of us we're both (laughs) like yes I see you I hear you like I support you (laughs) and we're just like two two working girls in tandem like not (sighs) speaking (laughs) because neither of us like to talk in the morning it's the perfect arrangement Mm -hmm. we're both we just like nod like (laughs) you know an acknowledgement yeah so then like depending on who's showering first because sometimes she goes to work earlier than me and sometimes later and sometimes Mm -hmm. she works from home so whatever at some point i clean my body mm-hmm. and then pick out an outfit and mm. sometimes it takes 10 minutes yeah. and sometimes it takes let's say 25 <laughs> I've definitely had some 35ers I could totally do that but I would not the problem is like I don't have a strict like work time show up it's like mm. it's a I work like a nine to six but it's like no one really gets there until 915, 15 9 20 so I try to be in like that ballpark. But the thing is, is that like the train that I take to work is not the most regular <laughs> train. Mm-hmm. So like if I take a chance and like take too long to get ready and then I like get to the platform and it's like, this is coming in 10 minutes, I'm fucked. Yeah. So I try not to do that. Not that it hasn't happened, but it's okay. Yeah. And then I usually get to work. And the first thing I do when I get to work after taking my coat off is make another coffee. <laughs> the <laughs> office. The first thing I get. I work with one of my close friends in New York, and I like walk in, and she always gets there before me. And she looks at me. She's like, she she like looks over the computer because we sit across from each other at our desk. And she's like, "You ready?" And I'm like, "Yes, I'm ready." <laughs> <I> go downstairs <laughs> and make our call. My God. Um. Yeah, that's my morning routine, guys. Mm. It's pretty basic, but yeah, I will now read you a that girl morning routine from a wordpress um it's lifestyle by stephanie um i want to credit stephanie but she also probably doesn't want to hear what we have to say about this routine so i'm so sorry um (laughs) but also not i don't know anyway (laughs) here goes Um, it's in big capital letters. It says that girl morning routine. And it's a bulleted list. And it says one, wake up one hour earlier Two, drink a big glass of water, three movement. Okay. I would just like to say, just fucking call it exercise. (laughs) Like you're, I feel like people, because there is finally the narrative that like wellness culture can be toxic. I feel like when people are like participating in this, like spiritually materialistic, like wellness, Mm. whatever lifestyle, they're like, I just move my body. I'm like, no bitch, you're fucking exercising. If you're, if you're exercising and it's healthy and like, quote unquote, normal, whatever, There's nothing wrong with exercising. Like you shouldn't yeah. be ashamed of saying that you exercise. Yeah. Like it's fine. Yeah. So that kind of annoys me. Mm-hmm. Girl, you're working out. It's fine. <laughs> Millions of people do it. Like there's nothing to be ashamed of. Some here. of us don't. And that is also okay. Stay to the ones who do. <laughs> it's also okay. Um, I think if I didn't exercise, I would have to up my anxiety medication. <laughs> like I actually think I would back to that girl routine. Mm -hmm. Um, four, get ready. Five soul time, Uh, just soul uh, time. I'm like, what does that mean? Like I don't journaling. Yeah. Which maybe that, that, that strikes me as insane because my brain is like not in the right place to journal when I have shit to do like, dude, I like need to get to work like I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, this is what I'm saying like these people have so much time yes oh my god and then six healthy breakfast and coffee girl I need coffee in my system first thing that shit has yeah. to get mainlined yes. to my veins <laughs> Main-line.
0: healthy breakfast only Michelle, like you suck oh you I suck do eat breakfast guys donuts. I
1: forgot to mention that I do eat breakfast but I, I think maybe I did I don't know anyway I think you did and then seven right a review, a to-do list. Eight, get to work, comma, studying, comma, etc. The only time in my life where I ever could have had as much time to like actually fucking accomplish all this shit is when I was in college and it was a day that I wasn't working and a day that I had my first class at like what, 11? yeah and
0: during my unemployed era yeah
1: during my unemployed era exactly Missing her although yeah, actually like- my unemployed era I was taking seven glasses so oh <laughs> that wasn't really my vibe yeah I the luxury that you have to have like no okay no mother no <laughs> person with children no. can have this morning routine no I would like to see somebody that does it that doesn't have a nanny or some sort of outsourced mm-hmm. childcare because that's fucking mm-hmm. impossible.
0: One like, teacher at my job actually was like telling her students like, oh, yeah, I wake up at like 530 and like she doesn't get to school as early as I do. And she has like kids. to deal Yeah, with. there's like four kids. And everyone's oh like, you hey, wake up at five thirty, and she was like, because the fifteen minutes before my baby wakes up are the only time, like that's the time that my house is silent, and I can like <laughs> be by myself.
1: Queen, that's oh my her god,
0: morning, her, her sacred
1: fifteen to... minutes. Yeah, which that's okay. I I validate that. I think that mm-hmm. is so. Moms are like insane. Like yeah. sometimes they traumatize you, but most of the time they're pretty great. But also um, like, and they, they can, can do both. Yeah. <laughs> the Venn diagram does exist. <laughs> yeah, I just think that that girl morning routine, whoever that girl is, I've never met her, and she's incredibly fucking privileged she's in multiple ways. And she's white. she's definitely rich. Oh, she's definitely white. She's giving skinny vibes.
0: She's giving daddy's money and you daddy's <laughs> money.
1: She's definitely got. She she definitely works like a cushy remote job that yeah. like doesn't require her to commute. Mm-hmm. Or worry about commuting.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so she probably works in a coffee shop or mm-hmm. like a different cafe every day. And she also must be rich because she has to afford all her like super healthy food and presumably green juices. Like I know that this list didn't mention the green juice.
2: Presumably but I, green,
1: <laughs> but everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so first of all. That girl routines, <laughs> I feel like exist at like the intersection of like wellness and self-care. And I feel like they're very prevalent right now in terms of self-care. Like having a morning routine is like being kind of promoted as this like super like spiritual, self-optimizing thing that like mm. makes you, quote unquote, better. I don't know. I also feel like people that like post their morning routines, I just think influencers in general, not that they are inherently narcissistic people that is not what I'm saying but there Mm -hmm. is something very narcissistic about living your life where like all you're doing is like projecting your life like into Mm -hmm. an audience like that your whole life is this performance and we I feel like we kind of talked about this in the Mm -hmm. art episode that we did people like will watch that girl routines and obviously no real person can be that girl. And so then they just feel bad about themselves. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, damn,
0: I fell into that trap
1: for a while
0: yeah. where I was like, because that was the content I was consuming. Yeah. I like felt like I had to do it all the mm-hmm. time. And then when I didn't, I was like, wow, like I've set myself up for failure. I am not that girl. Like, yeah. yeah. Which
1: is it's, that's like fucked up like you shouldn't yeah. have to feel that way um mm-hmm. I also feel like there's a specific aesthetic in terms of like the homes it's like cosplaying like poor minimalism kind of yes but like everything's like super nice and white like and white and light like it's very bland colors and there's always plants always mm-hmm. plants mm-hmm. and like I like plants but I tend to kill them so <laughs> Um, I actually have obviously our listeners can't see it, but I actually have like three plants in my apartment and none of them are dead yet. And I've had them for months, and that's a big accomplishment for me.
0: Hit the sleigh button. They're
1: pretty hardy, but anyway. Yeah, I just feel like it's it's like this like cho- choice in minimalism, like style went from kind of being like, it's like the tasteful old money vibe. Like, do you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like when People who like get rich, like want to buy everything or like the stereotype that they do. And then people that like have always been rich that have like quote unquote taste. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, actually, all your room looks like is that you don't fucking have a personality other than what you see on the internet. It's a West Elm ad. It's a West Elm ad. And I'm like, yes, West Elm can be aesthetically pleasing. However, West Elm is a catalog and you do not need to model your entire fucking home off of West Elm.
0: Yeah. Like and it's like important that you've said these things about how like the aesthetics of it too, because like it turns self-care into just like the image of self-care. Yes. And yes. There's no
1: deeper. There's no deeper purpose. meaning. Yeah. There's no, like I am all for having a sacred space. Mm-hmm. Like my bed, my room, frankly, My entire fucking apartment. I am with someone who gets really anxious hosting people Mm -hmm. over, and also likes alone time a lot. I take pride in like keeping like my space like clean, Mm -hmm. or like in having things that I like, like art or pillows and like a nice blanket. Like, do you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it's not that I don't like a space that I can enjoy. But I also feel like my space is more reflective of me like and that's part of what makes it so intimate is Mm -hmm. that like it reflects a personality whereas (laughs) like I feel like a lot of the rooms in that girl videos are just like they're the same room Mm -hmm. and that's kind of terrifying. We went on a big that girl tangent but I'm glad we got it out because I feel like she's definitely a figment of like contemporary self-care. And she's definitely a marketing ploy. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. She's a creation. Mishi's <laughs> thoughts on self-care are that girl. <laughs> that's it.
0: No, literally. It, <laughs> did, you, did you see my, my thoughts?
1: Section? Yes, I did. I did. I did <laughs> see them. <laughs> um, that's kind of why I asked. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she just like jump in. I mean, we already kind of like, yeah. had, we already, maybe there'll be some hot takes. Some girlies might be offended, but maybe. know that. We also, as I'm sure we will say, like, disclaimer, have done a lot of this stuff. It's like I already said at the beginning, like, I fucking love face masks. Yeah. Like, I, and I have a skincare routine <laughs> that mm-hmm. I adhere to semi religiously. Yeah. So it's not that I think that taking care of yourself, whatever that might mean, is bad. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: but it's anyway. just important to focus on all
1: the aspects of self-care yes. and also
0: to like do it purposefully.
1: Exactly. It's- um, and do it for you and not for other people. Um, yeah, again, not like a performance of self-care. But I guess I feel like what I I kind of came to this topic. Um, I want to say it was soft, no, it was junior year of college, spring semester. I took a love politics class and one of the things that we talked about that stems largely from like Black feminist theory is the idea of like love as an affect and like self-love as an act of like resistance and rebellion Mm -hmm. and obviously coming from like the Black feminist standpoint you're if you're a Black woman like you stand at the intersection of like multiple structures of oppression and so Mm -hmm like this is systems are literally trying to kill you. And so like taking care of yourself and keeping yourself alive Mm -hmm. is rebellious in and of itself. Mm -hmm. And I obviously was a woman gender studies student. So like, obviously I read a lot of Audrey. Mm -hmm. Um, But her, one of her most famous quotes, caring for myself is not self-indulgence. It is self-preservation. And that is an act of political warfare and i do want to i feel like use this point as like a jumping off point because she literally directly references self-indulgence which is mm-hmm. a lot of what i feel like contemporary ideas of self-care are not that mm-hmm. self-indulgence is inherently bad it is not you shouldn't like be able to enjoy things that is kind of why we're alive is to like enjoy. live the human experience and ideally feel nice mm-hmm. but they're not the same thing. Like they are not one and the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and I first read an article um, from Feminisms in India, um, and it asks basically, "Is self-love only about stocking our shelves,
2: mm-hmm.
1: navigating the commodification of self-love?" And so it talks about how the concept of self-love and self-care, while it was initially really intended to be a form of anti-capitalist resistance particularly for marginalized individuals, it's been weaponized by companies and corporations as a marketing ploy, Mm -hmm. basically saying like, buy this and you will feel, look, be better slash lovable. And I want to touch on a quote that says, in such cases, buying something for oneself involves a form of untethering from systemic expected gender norms. However, at the end of the day, consumerism is not going to provide any real form of liberation. And while we engage with materialistic pleasures, it is important for us to trace the true source of self-love. Nothing that you buy, no product that promises that you're going to live better, feel better, be prettier or whatever. You cannot buy yourself Mm -hmm. like to someone that you like more. Like Mm -hmm. one of my favorite quotes, it's like, I feel this literally from fucking Pinterest, like. (laughs) And I'm kind of exposing myself, but anybody who knows me, I'm a Pinterest girly. Like I write for Pinterest girly. Also, when you look up photos, I always look them up on Pinterest because they're like they're automatically aesthetic. Like you never Mm -hmm. get a bad picture of something Mm -hmm. on Pinterest. True. If you're trying to show someone something, (laughs) Um, yeah. Anyway. Don't clog me. <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically the quote said, You can't hate yourself into a version of yourself that you love.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, yeah, you can't buy your way into something that you love either. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that might make you momentarily feel nice, but it's like immediate gratification and it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's like slapping a band-aid over something, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of the nature of consumerism in general. But and also like, the industry like the industries that are supporting, like are that are touting self-love are profiting off of our insecurity. Like they mm-hmm. literally have a vested interest in not making us feel good about ourselves, in adhering to a system that makes us more stressed, more burnt out, like more in need of quote unquote self-care. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is that these solutions that they're giving us are not actual solutions. An actual solution would be the system changing. And as as long as it stays the same, like we don't actually have time or mm-hmm. energy to do things that would actually like revitalize us. And so we keep having to use these like quick fixes mm-hmm. basically to like maintain ourselves for as long as we can. Um, yeah. Which I remember my professor saying that a lot of the self-care and the commodification of self-care, especially that is geared towards women because I do mm-hmm. feel like it is very feminized. Yeah. Um, I mean, women have the biggest consumer power in the world, but it's a lot of it is about aesthetic maintenance. Mm-hmm. It's all about like, like face masks, getting your nails done, like getting a massage, Looking working out. out. <laughs> yeah. Like the the retinol, the chemical mm-hmm. peel, the mm-hmm. ev- everything is about this like maintenance of beauty. Outward beauty. Yeah, Outward beauty, a hundred percent. So it's like, so my self-care all of it somehow benefits or like feeds into patriarchal beauty standards so that I am more of I'm a better object for men to look at Mm -hmm. like pause and think about that for a second please um like that's not a coincidence that's not a coincidence like you feel better doing a lot of this shit Mm -hmm. not inherently on whole I wouldn't say that but in part because you think it will make you prettier and Mm -hmm. validation from men Mm -hmm. or from society, which unfortunately means men, it feels nice because Mm -hmm. we're taught that it feels nice. Mm -hmm. And I just like, that's just so gross, especially because like, again, like none of these things like prevent aging, Mm -hmm. like that's a whole other topic I don't want to get into, but like Mm -hmm. none of those things actually help you deal with the like psychological toll I feel like that aging takes on people in this particular like Western quote-unquote society yeah. um because like pun- we punish people for getting old mm-hmm.
0: um yeah and a lot yeah. of what you're saying it connects to like one thing that I I looked into a lot of like the theory behind like what actual
1: self-love is
0: self-care and self-love are and I have a quote where it's from Foucault, Foucault, <laughs> Foucault, who I feel like we've mentioned in the past. Yeah, a
1: little bit. Very Great guy. <laughs> yes, very, very good, but
0: very
1: theoretical. Yes, yes.
0: And he kind of talks about your identity is subject to the institutions that you're under. So like, whether that's the patriarchy, or just general society, or maybe it's your workplace, like, It's those institutions that are feeding you the, like, you need to take Take care care of yourself. yourself. Yeah. But then it also just makes you support them Mm -hmm. in a way um, even more. Well, yeah,
1: because you're like, oh, this person cares about me. I'm like, no, they fucking don't. They just want you to feel good about yourself or they want your your money because they want you to keep working for them. Yeah, That's it. Like, they... They want you to think that they're giving you something that you cannot get elsewhere or that Mm -hmm. is hard to get elsewhere, Mm -hmm. especially with like self-love or, I don't know, just like love it. There's always like this like language of scarcity around Mm -hmm. like love or we as humans, I think because we want so much to feel like belonged or validated Mm -hmm. for whatever I mean, I think that's part of human nature, but obviously a lot of people have like experiences in life that contribute to that or exacerbate Mm -hmm. that, et cetera, et cetera. I think that there is like this feeling of like scarcity around like feeling good, like loving yourself or like having people that love you or feeling like people love you Mm -hmm. or value you, I guess. And so when you like find that or like Mm -hmm. find a way to like access that. And a lot of times I think it's just social capital. Like that's actually Mm -hmm. what it is. Um,
0: I do have a great quote um, from
1: Capitalist Realism. Oh, my God. um, Because, of course, I
0: have to bring that up again. He says, nothing contradicts capitalism's constitutive imperative towards growth more than the concept of rationing goods and resources. Yet it is becoming uncomfortably clear that consumer self-regulation and the market will not by themselves avert environmental catastrophe. And then later he goes on. And he says, in any case, rationing is of some sort inevitable. The issue is whether it will be collectively managed or whether it will be imposed by authoritarian Hmm. means when it is already too late.
1: Yeah. So like, they make it scarce and then
0: they give it to you.
1: They they make it scarce. Yeah. (laughs) Scarce? That actually, I think, is one of the first times I've like corrected somebody else on pronunciation because it's always me getting corrected. No, I think that's true. And obviously like a lot of capitalism in the world and especially like environmental Mm -hmm. depends on this false narrative of scarcity. And the thing is, is that 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 narrative of scarcity is only relevant if you're looking at a upper middle, like middle-class, upper middle-class, Western, Mm -hmm. particularly American Mm -hmm. lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Because the fact of the matter is, is that if everybody lived like a impoverished, quote unquote, life or a very like minimalist life that was much more like, um, it's not aesthetic in like the way that it looks. It's ascetism in like a like I'm thinking about like, e. monks. Yeah. Um, if everybody lived like that, that we there would not be this concern about like overproduction and mm-hmm. like pollution because we wouldn't be buying so much fucking shit mm-hmm. and using so much fucking shit like yeah and I mean again I guess this comes back to like s- like self-care in that like think about all like the plastic
2: mm-hmm. and
1: like shit or just again like the sheer consumerism
2: mm-hmm.
1: um and like the environmental impact of that and then like throwing all that like away and like not really getting recycled because our recycling system is fake yeah (laughs) um like we're we're, we do not need to like go that is such a rabbit hole um I don't want to get like too far away from like the topic but I think that that is something that people should hold like dear like Mm -hmm. (laughs) then the idea that the world is like Gonna collapse on us? A big error that like you can't have children because the environment is like too overpopulated. That's fake as fuck. That's literally fake as fuck. Mm -hmm. Like the world, obviously there is a limit. We're not close to it. It's the problem is that like the scarcity, it's false. Like it's imposed on us by rich people who Mm -hmm. like the top one percent that own the vast majority of the world's resources and have them at their fingertips. Yeah. and can manipulate them as they please anyway pivoting back <laughs> um I wanted to well I did touch upon I guess again the that engaging in this so-called self-care is actually an incredible privilege um because most people can't afford like the spin classes and the manicures and the like face care routine and the mm-hmm. massages and that like weekend getaways like when people like go away mm-hmm. like not everyone can do that that's, no. that's not accessible like self-care as the market tells you is not actually accessible to everyone yes. and that should tell you that it's like not genuine, genuine. <laughs> yeah. like that's not actually inherently self-care like those mm-hmm. things can feel good and, and can be good for you mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that like that's all that self-care is I guess is yeah, kind of yeah What I wanted to say with that and a lot of forms of like at least in America because we don't believe in, we don't believe in public health care a lot of like forms of like self-care that are not short-term that are like good are like therapy that's like mm-hmm. therapy is so expensive like yeah. mental health care is so inaccessible to so many people like because the way our private, the private industry works, um, unfortunately. And that's like something that does, I mean, provided you have a good therapist, because obviously you can be traumatized by a therapist that is very real. Um, that's also like super inaccessible. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like that kind of like leads me to the idea that like, not all actual self care or not all things that you do for yourself are supposed to feel good or mm-hmm. they're not all going to feel good like
2: mm-hmm.
1: therapy is like not always going to feel good like it's oh, good no. for you but like a lot of people have a lot of repression around trauma and like unpacking that is like a really painful and triggering experience
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and it doesn't fucking feel good yeah <laughs> like it doesn't i feel like we or like doing the doing the dishes like before you go to bed or something like advocating for your future self like when you have mm-hmm. the time instead of like scrolling on Instagram mm-hmm. is like I feel like for me that's like a form of self-care because mm-hmm. it's like I'm physically going to be less stressed mm-hmm. like <laughs> yeah with like I benefit from having like a space that I enjoy and that I can relax in and mm-hmm. instead of like doing something checking to see what's on Instagram like mm-hmm. it's nice like it doesn't I don't know it's not always what you want to do is basically what I'm getting at and yeah. again like I feel yes like in a way that does lead into like the self-optimization like I'm like mm-hmm. always optimizing my time which yeah. I think is something a lot of people type that are type A struggle with yeah basically like a lot of the actual self-care or ideas of self-care are not actually rest mm-hmm. um, not that other things can't be like rejuvenating. Like, I don't know if anyone out there listens to Brene Brown or reads her, but she's a queen and you should. <laughs> um, she talks a lot about the benefit of play, mm-hmm. like of just doing things that you just like enjoy because mm-hmm. you just fucking enjoy them and how mm-hmm. like great that is, which I feel like is kind of where I try to like posit like my art, mm-hmm. like even if other people are interested in it. Cause I like, I don't want it to become something that I like for optimize around. Yeah. Um
0: well yeah, because now when I think of self-care, I don't think about like being creative. The, the cliche thing. Well I do actually. Yeah. Well that's good. I, yeah. I like in my mind I feel like self-care is like having time to sit by myself and like make art right. and like yes. feel
1: peaceful. Mm-hmm. You
0: know? It's not
1: yeah out of silence comes the greatest creativity. I uh-huh. really believe that fully believe that. But again, like being able to take that time is like such a luxury. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I'm incredibly privileged and I feel like I still have a really hard time. Yeah. I'm like working and working a full time, like 40 hours or more a week Mm -hmm. makes genuine like self-care hard. I feel like, um, because your time is like, that's the one thing that you can't get more of. Mm -hmm. Like you can't I read a lot about um, another article was the commodification of self care, what it is and what it isn't by Kate Galveston, and she opened her article with like a pretty like good and like radical definition, I guess, of self love or explanation of it. And she says, when entire communities wither in the shadow of societal dysfunction, self care means using the tools of self empowerment to ensure the little people those with little or nothing know that they are not alone we invest in ourselves so we can invest in our communities friends families and even perfect strangers when they need us i want to unpack this because i feel like a lot of us are doing self-care for the performance of it like -hmm. like like influencers i'm like no offense what the fuck are you giving back to your community Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that these are bad people and i'm i'm also not saying that i couldn't be doing better like I'm sure we all could but it's mm-hmm. like the idea that like you preserve yourself to like do be better for like not just yourself but for other people
2: mm-hmm. is
1: a vastly different take on self-care than like doing a like a like face mask so that mm-hmm. like you're you like look younger like, yeah or, that yeah. you don't age yeah. And like, who are you doing that for? Like, no offense. What are you giving to your community by doing that? Yeah. Literally fucking nothing.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not that like those things are inherently bad, but it's just like, that's not what that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, like yeah. call it what it is, I guess. Yeah.
0: A lot of the stuff I was reading, like really connects to that where mm-hmm. um, like the idea of caring for yourself by. Um, you can't pour from an empty cup. You can't for whoever <laughs> as my therapist always says. Yes. Yeah. Like if you don't take the time to literally care for yourself, you can't like show up to care work. For up. You care can't for show up others. for other people.
1: Yeah. And, and that's true. Foucault. Mm-hmm. Foucault. Foucault. Foucau, Foucau,
0: every time. Um, proposes activities such as meditation and self-writing practices that bring yeah. oneself inside oneself and yes. outside of one's relationship with the world and like Mm -hmm. that allows you to understand where you fit in with the world yeah so much more mental than like physical Mm -hmm. (laughs) hair
1: I think I used to be so good at it I'm gonna be honest or like I shouldn't say good at it but I used to be very disciplined but in a positive way I guess like I used to meditate like all the Mm -hmm. time like 20 I remember 2021 like well, I meditated a lot like in early college. And then I like fell off the wagon when I like went abroad. Your priority is not to get Zen when you're abroad. No. <laughs> Most of the time, I'm just gonna put it out there. Um, and we'll leave it at that. <laughs> but yeah, like during COVID, I got like back into it because I had time. Um, mm-hmm. and it it does it is so nice. Like when you make that a priority, even just like five minutes, like it is genuinely really helpful it just like makes you I I'm not again a super religious person if I was I'd probably call myself Buddhist but Mm -hmm. I feel like the whole idea of Buddhism is like that whatever attachment is suffering and that you have to let go of everything to like be like spiritually free whatever and then Enlightenment is, like, being, like, truly, truly, truly present um, and, like, mm-hmm. oh, accepting, like, everything that's happening. Anyway, you don't have to be fucking enlightened to enjoy meditation. Like, mm-hmm. it is just good for you mentally to, like, just, like, sit and, like, breathe. It's, like, literally good for you. Like, you don't have to. It doesn't have to be this, like, revelation <laughs> or, like, incredibly spiritual. It's just good for your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, even just like, like, this is why like prana and like practicing yoga is so good is that there is actual like psychological benefits to taking a moment and like breathing, mm-hmm. like just, and focusing on like just deep breathing is there's a reason why you tell someone who's like freaking out to do that. It's because mm-hmm. it literally helps your anxiety in that moment puts you in
0: your body yeah yeah
1: it puts you in your body it forces mm-hmm. you to be present it's like something to ground you mm-hmm. um and also like increasing the flow of oxygen to the brain and mm-hmm. whatever I am not a scientist mm-hmm. but <laughs> yeah I like again I I don't I, I just like don't meditate to be like oh I meditated today mm-hmm. like for other people like I yeah. I'm like if you're doing it to encourage other people that's really cool um like I think like again community is really important and like there's a lot of like like Buddhist philosophy that talks about like Bodhisattva and like the Sangha and like meditation groups which Mm -hmm. I kind of wish were more of a thing like they're kind of hard to find and again a lot of temples like our meditation like groups cost money so again Mm -hmm. an access barrier
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm. um
1: and so I've like never done that but I that's something I've always wanted to do is like go Mm -hmm. and like meditate and have Mm -hmm. like I love a guided meditation I (laughs) love that shit um but anyway Mm -hmm. that was a tangent so sorry about that um
0: it's related though yeah no
1: it is related Mm I guess I guess I, I guess in in lieu of the whole like being more present or like Foucault talking about like meditation and mindfulness as a way to like bring yourself back into your body as like a form of like self-care and self-awareness Timothy Leary's turn on tune in drop out which is Mm. cited by Kate Galveston as like a rallying cry or what was once a rallying cry of counterculture um that kind of meant like release yourself from oppressive institutions get back in touch with yourself and like with other people like your community Mm -hmm. um and like essentially find entire meaning in your life Mm -hmm. as a form of self-care and now it's like self-care has been like reduced to like binging netflix which like Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong i fucking binge watch shows mm-hmm. like I enjoy that I we, Michelle and I both consume media yeah I <laughs> um, love it I love it um but that's There's like not a a place yeah that it's just like not the same thing I guess mm-hmm. um, well, I,
0: I was actually talking to my therapist one time where I was like yeah sometimes I just want to like take time and like lay in bed and watch tv and she was like that's all well and good but like it actually does strain your mind to sit and watch something like yeah. it's, everyone thinks that that's like a way to unwind and like shut your brain off but it doesn't actually no, shut it off it, it actually doesn't. can like wrap you up more. yeah
1: I think the idea that like getting because we have so like tightly intertwined entwined like self-care with self-indulgence like mm-hmm. we don't see like going out or like doing things for other people I guess mm. um or like being in touch with people around you as a form of self-care mm. because we are like we I feel like there's like an automatic assumption that like people are draining and like mm. <sighs> I find people draining guys yes. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> I am the first person to be like mm-hmm. I want to be alone or I'm actually gonna like punch something yeah um not actually but like the, the anger <laughs> levels are there. Um, I'm like the first person who wants to be alone and gets like Mm -hmm. incredibly cranky and annoyed when I am around people and for a long time or when I'm like emotionally tired Mm -hmm. Um, but at the same time like spending time with people that like mean a lot to you like can be very like fulfilling and like satisfying Mm -hmm. like it can be comforting like obviously like the same thing like with you and Jake and Max but like Mm -hmm. I can come home like to my and like spending time around my roommate like doesn't like I mean we both also spend time alone but Mm -hmm. it's like Meg and I can like sit and like eat our dinners and like chat and like that's Mm -hmm. like nice like that doesn't feel like taxing it's like nice to like come home and like be able to like tell someone about my day Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you know um that's like nice Mm -hmm. um And again, like tapping into the people around you or like meeting, like meeting a friend for coffee that you haven't seen in a Mm -hmm. while. That's like a good friend. I love that. Yeah. And being like, Oh my God, I haven't seen you in so long. Mm -hmm. And there's like so much to catch up on. Yeah. And you always generally, I feel like (laughs) leave those situations feeling really great. And like, so happy you did that. Um, because again, you're like tapping into like, the, like, love around you, I know that sounds so corny, but, like, and, I mean, yes, like, that's, like, I feel, like, the whole idea of, like, the service to others, Mm -hmm. like, act not, and not having ego in it, but, like, actually, like, trying to just do things because they, like, benefit other people Mm -hmm. can, is, like, really satisfying Mm -hmm. and fulfilling.
0: Yeah, Um, I feel like it boils down to, like, Self care being that you know when to say no and you know when to say yes.
1: Yeah. Like sometimes. Balance. Yes. Like I'm someone who the first thing I want, like, or everyone, it's like the first thing you want is not always like what you should have. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like going back to like self care doesn't always feel good. I'm like thinking about like people who. Use substances and have addiction issues. What mm-hmm. is actually good for them mm-hmm. feels fucking terrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you can die from mm-hmm. a heroin withdrawal. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but that is quote unquote. Well, not quote unquote. It is what they should be doing. Yeah, like, that is yeah.
0: good medically <laughs> the right
1: thing to be doing. Yeah, the and the clear healthier thing to be doing, but it doesn't feel good. It feels fucking terrible.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, in the same way that like. I'm someone who like loves alone time sometimes to the point that it can be a detriment Mm -hmm. and like it actually is better for me to sometimes spend time with someone that I'm close with that like I'm comfortable around that I don't Mm -hmm. have to perform around Mm -hmm. it's better for me to spend time with another person sometimes than automatically be like I'm in a bad mood, so I'm just gonna go like lock myself sulk in my room and yeah. lock myself up and like listen to sad, fucking depressing music mm-hmm. for hours and essentially make myself sadder. Yeah. Like, so it's like that's what you have like other uh, like community for. Like, that's what relationships do is like they're meant mm-hmm. to like bond and make you happier. Like, yeah. that's, you know what I mean? Like, emotional support <laughs> is real, guys. Yeah. Um, And like, sometimes it's nice to like have that. Mm -hmm. And not be like, oh, I just need to be alone. Like sometimes you actually need to be with other people. Like, yeah, we're social creatures. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess the last thing I really touched on, like, the last article I read, at least, um, Mm -hmm. was literally called "The Commodification of Self Care: Why Treating Ourselves Has Become a Has Become Dangerous." Mm -hmm. Um. And basically, I feel like the whole article can be summed up in quote that exhaustion cannot be cured by purchases only by practices Mm -hmm. she did talk about how parts of like the um routines that we refer to as self-care kind of like came out of like nine or emerged I should say like in starting in like the 50s in regards to like uh mentally ill like patients and like Mm -hmm. the idea that certain routines are like soothing things um, can be good for them mm-hmm. as like part of a treatment plan, which as somebody who has spent time mm-hmm. <laughs> in like treatment adjacent facilities, treatment facilities, whatever, yes, self-soothing when you're like on the edge can mm-hmm. be very effective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and obviously, like if there it's that or something that's like horribly bad for you, like, please put a face mask on please Mm -hmm. take a shower like Mm -hmm. even if it's your fucking fifth shower of the day like um but at the same time it's like recognize that that is like a coping mechanism and Mm -hmm. even if it's not unhealthy that doesn't mean it's like fixing the problem long term like Mm -hmm. at some point like you got to put down the nail polish and like go to therapy like Mm -hmm. you know you can, um,
0: you can scrub and exfoliate every hole, you but what about the hole that, uh, holds your brain? I'm like delirious. <laughs> I mean, Michelle was like, I'm freaking <laughs> down. But I'm like, I got to crack a joke.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm really interested because I know you interviewed someone for the pod. I did. <laughs> <But> yeah. <laughs> Want to tell us a little bit about that? <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, so I feel like a lot of my research was just kind of like supplemental to a lot of the stuff you were talking about. Um, it was a lot of theory.
1: Yeah, but that worked out well.
0: Yeah, but then they balance each other
1: out without even knowing. Like love a balance. <laughs> love a <of> balance, guys.
0: <laughs> the only like big kind of topic I wanted to touch on was. Kind of self-care in the workplace because I think that's really mm, becoming yes. a trend as well. Yes um, to the point where I'm I'm really interested in how companies will have like oh like health and wellness budgets mm-hmm. for yeah their employees um and kind of just like give them spending money to use in health and wellness areas. But it's again like, put the idea these that funds
1: you be use- going elsewhere. Yeah. yeah.
0: or it's like when my job, you know, will send me an email that's like, "Make sure you guys self-care this weekend." Even though I'm going <laughs> to send you emails all weekend or and stress you be, out. Yeah, or they'll be like free mini bunt cakes for everyone. <laughs> I remember but they it's did like this. that
1: was kind of cute though.
0: It was cute, but also I'm like, "Okay, but please like what if you like paid for my therapy?
1: That would or, be amazing." like actually, I want my job to pay for my therapy. Yeah. Or like I would be going weekly if that was the case. Yeah. So what if you like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) like, what if you provided me with like actual training I need for my job? Like,
1: yeah, like useful shit.
0: Yeah. It's this, the the systems that push you for self-care are the ones that are making you need it. And then, yeah. And it's a self-fulfilling
1: cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It just like perpetuates itself. It does.
0: So I, I did chat with one of my friends, Mike, shout out Mike. Shout out Mike. Yeah. Hey. Wanna meet you. <laughs> someday, someday.
1: Maybe not really. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I know. I don't know.
0: but because I knew his job. He works in like kind of like a biotech field. He's not brave. sure. Not sure if
1: that's You're brave, Mike. Then.
0: You are brave.
1: You're brave. Could never um, be me. <laughs> or me.
0: Um <laughs> They give him, like, a health and wellness budget, essentially. And I kind of asked him for his thoughts on this. And he said, I like it as something, like, a little extra to influence me to buy or use these things specifically for those purposes. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it's a company giving me money I can only use for specific things that I'm taxed on instead of raising my pay. Yeah. But he does put the positive spin. Classic Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Classic. <laughs> to say it has inspired me however to try something that I never would have done otherwise because of risk so he's been like going to a rock climbing gym
1: oh my god I love that yeah like take so- me to a rock climbing gym maybe I do want to meet you <laughs> he's like wait imagine me wanting to meet a man
0: <laughs> yeah like be honored I
1: actually yeah literally be honored Mike um <laughs> no I actually really want to I wanted to go rock climbing for actually years mm-hmm. and it's so fucking expensive yeah
0: well they gave him enough like money, money to do that it. he can like get the equipment for it and, yeah like, go to the gym. it's an
1: investment yeah it, again it, yeah and that I don't know I love like ac- my favorite kind of activities are like activities that are like active but they're not about the fact that they're active does that make yeah. Any sense yeah I feel like those are like really healthy like mm-hmm. outlets yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah I also feel like when companies give you a stipend for like wellness per like mm-hmm. gym memberships, whatever, it's like, yeah, but are you going to give me the time to do that? Like, are yeah. you going to take a chunk out of my 40 hour plus maybe 50 hour work week? Yeah. Because most places who that do that, you're working more than 40 hours generally. Mm-hmm. Um, It's like, okay, well, are you going to give me like one morning that I don't have to come in to like, 11 or something to like get that shit done or yeah,
0: go climb a rock.
1: Yeah, because those things they take time and like the eight hour workday is like literally designed to drain you just yeah. enough that like you get home mm-hmm. and like don't have enough energy, don't have as much time or energy, or it's harder to have time or energy to like do things that you find fulfilling mm-hmm. or like enjoyable like yeah. you still don't you don't like. necessarily want to go to sleep yet so then you just like buy shit and like or yeah. like watch shit or do things that like again are gratifying in the moment but not long term so and mm-hmm. then you're like still unfulfilled so you're like oh well, I just need to buy more shit and mm-hmm. then go back to work to like make the money to buy more shit and again yeah. it just like perpetuates itself over I and know. over again we're all just hamsters on a fucking wheel guys <laughs> like <gasps> Yeah, Help us. Um, there's actually yeah. a quote
0: that from a different article I read that was um, an interview with two of the authors of the book Manufacturing Happy Citizens. Oh, um, and that title is sinister. Yeah, well, the full title is Manufacturing Happy Citizens: How the Science and Industry of Happiness Controls Our Lives. So yeah, they go into I would argue psychology, that like happiness economics. Yeah, um, how these work is social
1: control mm-hmm. as well. Oh my god, um, I think that would that book would fuck me up.
0: I know, I mean, like I it don't, would be really. I, don't know if I, could read I would it. find
1: it fascinating, but there are some things that I'm just too fragile to handle, and I think yeah. That's one of them. <laughs> but yeah. I, I feel like that's true though, because we're also like presented with happiness as something that you like go and get. Like it's not mm-hmm. something that you can like find. Like it's always like something that you're chasing. you have to do something for Mm -hmm. and it's never something that you already have Mm -hmm. um and obviously there are different circumstances like in people's lives that makes saying like oh happiness is something you already have like that is like so insensitive (laughs) Mm -hmm. like um and so I, I guess I'm saying that in the sense that it's like the idea that like specifically material wealth Mm -hmm. makes you happier is or that like accomplishment Mm -hmm. makes you Or uh, uh, materialist isn't the work the word I'm looking for um whatever anyway accomplishments are something that's gonna make you happy like there are studies that show like money does make you happier but only up until a certain point like right Mm -hmm. when you hit like 70k which is honestly like the point where you can like in this economy support yourself I don't know about a child guys mm. I uh I don't know about that yeah. um maybe if you're in a, like a dual income household and you're budgeting um you could but like just yourself like 70k is like kind of like the point where it's like you're com- pretty comfortable like you can afford to live like you're not worried about paying your rent inherently unless you're living in like i don't know fucking san francisco or now mm-hmm. san diego since that's yeah. now the most expensive place to live apparently yeah i remember jake saying that um so. but whatever you can afford to live afford to feed yourself afford to clothe yourself whatever mm-hmm. but like kind of once you like once you meet your basic needs money stops being like a route to like happiness or contentment mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because every, obviously like when when you don't have your basic needs that you're in survival mode mm-hmm. like you're biologically not pleased yeah <laughs> there is like the animal inside of you is like no dude like we need to like get these things because yeah. I'm act like cortisol is like pumping through my body yeah because I'm <laughs> unsafe um and therefore I can't be happy mm-hmm. <laughs> like but once you get to that point it's like oh you don't have these like stressors anymore or Mm -hmm. there isn't this like urgency so quote-unquote happiness becomes a lot more of this like okay now where is it like now what do I do like I'm 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 not hungry I'm fed and I'm clothed so like what now basically Mm -hmm. um and I I don't know it's kind of interesting because it's like we've basically gotten to a point and again like the average human in modern life and I say average is not like the our brains haven't really caught up with the way like society works and so a lot of our like biology and the way we respond to like stressors and like fear and like fight our fight or flight or freeze like all those things are like part of our like reptilian brain i'm I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure it's reptilian it might be the monkey but i think it's the reptile um (laughs) basically like we're not worried about like a lion like (laughs) chasing us and eating us on the sahara but those brain functions and like the way we respond to stress is like from the point at which like homo sapiens were worried about like being eaten by predators yeah and it's like none of i'm not worried about that like walking down the new york sidewalk no, like, no, no, i'm like the things that we're stressed about are so weird they're mm-hmm. literally just creations of the society oh created. yeah like we create our own stress oh
2: yeah
1: um because none of us are worried about like survival in that well most of us are not That's... worried about survival in that primal of a way like mm-hmm. it's so much more like heavily entwined with like systems of oppression that like mm-hmm. dictate um yeah what we're doing
0: yeah and they they talk about that in this because the like quote science of happiness is something mm-hmm. that's become very prevalent but also like they don't define what happiness is and like the indicators
1: they rely on for yeah. it like
0: they don't take that kind of stuff
1: into account like
0: socio socioeconomic yeah no status. that's
1: what makes me so mad yeah. like homelessness, like food scarcity or like food deserts, Mm -hmm. um, like transportation access, all these things are like mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Like you cannot be happy if you do not have your basic needs. Mm -hmm. And so like, of course the stereotype of like homeless people is that they're like mentally ill or for some reason in some way unstable or unsuitable. It's like, dude, they're literally struggling to survive like I do not mm-hmm. think that anyone would be like acting like a quote-unquote normal sane like mm-hmm. you're literally being pushed to the actual brink of course you're like at your breaking point mm-hmm. like have a little fucking sympathy yeah <laughs> it's horrible like and oh like we can't be are like mentally it's like a self-fulfilling cycle like it's like we're not going to give them homes or jobs because they're not reliable and it's like yeah but they need a job to be cut like having income is one of the like basic things that you need to like survive yeah. in this society like yeah. because the governments aren't going to take care of you like mm-hmm. unfortunately <laughs> like yeah. yeah it's just it's so sad um like you need to give these people the means to succeed mm-hmm. because they we're not we don't live in a society that like you you have to have capital in some way to do mm-hmm. anything and if you can't get that then you're like trapped essentially at the bottom um yeah <laughs> Fuck capitalism guys
0: well let me read this quote once again oh, and Realism then you'll
1: really say fuck
0: by mark fisher because this kind of also like ties back to yeah. what we started with um but he talks about Like capitalism and the mental health crisis and then also just the um the aesthetics of self-care in Mm -hmm. this but he says there are limits to this emphasis on good health mental health and intellectual development barely feature at all for instance what we see instead is a reductive hedonic Mm -hmm. model of health which is all about feeling and looking good to tell mm-hmm. people how to lose weight or how to decorate their house is acceptable but to call for any kind of cultural improvement is to be oppressive and elitist yeah and then yeah. he says the alleged elitism and oppression cannot consist consist in the notion that a third party might know someone's interest better than they know it themselves
1: Ooh. So i our structures yeah our structures guys
0: because like um they're they're, yeah i feel like these hierarchies of control like whether that's the workplace or it's the society that we're in Mm -hmm. um they're kind of taking self-care
1: it's very neoliberal
0: yeah and like also turning it into like a control
1: mechanism yeah
0: that we think they've disappeared but they're just like being internalized in the system
1: well yeah it's like why the most effective thing is like to like when you embed something culturally
2: mm-hmm. you
1: no longer have like it takes care of itself it's yeah. like it's the same way in which um if if there was truly some biological reason like some innate natural and i used air quotes there <laughs> reason that like women are more nurturing or are meant to be mothers or caretakers and like not meant to like pursue certain kinds of jobs of like that involve more intellect or whatever you would not have to constantly like develop all these barriers to like funnel them into those things they would Mm -hmm. naturally be drawn to that there would Mm -hmm. not be systems around like merit like the nuclear family Mm -hmm. and like um keep like keeping the women in the kitchen like all the like societal like gender norms Mm -hmm. and and, like sex norms like you wouldn't have to have all these things because it would just take care of itself Mm -hmm. so that's when you know that something's like fake like it's there really is not, there is like little to no difference between, there's no such thing as like a male or female brain. Like it's just Mm -hmm. a human brain.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And like desires are just human desires. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we have hormones, but the, like the differences like between, and I'm again using quotations here because gender is a binary Mm -hmm. male and female, like bodies hormonally the the range of difference within those two categories Mm -hmm. is a lot bigger than the difference between them if that Mm -hmm. makes any sense yeah like there's like there's a million different ways to be a woman and a million different ways to be a man but like Mm -hmm. they're they're like they're not that different like
0: yeah and I feel like it comes back to the fact that like these like again institutions yeah well they're they're dividing and like subjecting you to this like quote normal and like normalizing yeah. things
1: mm-hmm.
0: um to push out the outsiders the Again, not that like, girls
1: yeah <laughs> they want us all to be that girl guys yeah um resist the clone mm-hmm. um no I feel like the whole like the indoctrination or the frequent like I don't know the saturation of our culture Mm -hmm. with like self-care is to like Mm -hmm. obviously it's like well the system isn't going to take care of you
2: Mm
1: -hmm. so we need Mm -hmm. you to expect and even enjoy taking care Mm -hmm. of yourself and like presenting self-care in this very like romanticized like indulgent way instead of like being like like if they actually cared about you it's like yeah they would like pay for therapy and Mm -hmm. like and shit like that and yeah that doesn't always feel good but is the necessary interventions that people actually need to Mm -hmm. live like a truly happier life like they would house homeless people they Mm -hmm. would feed families that are on food stamps like Mm -hmm. they wouldn't (laughs) be like oh well like if you feel bad like here's this ad for this new thing that you should totally invest like buy because this will solve your problems like Mm -hmm. no they're they're just teaching you to expect that they're not looking out for you so you should get used to doing it yourself Mm -hmm. and like fuck you if you can't basically yeah like
0: and self-care does kind of like put you in the driver's seat oh it's neoliberalist well-being yeah Um, it has been yeah
1: neoliberalized because it's turned you again like the turning away from the community and looking Mm -hmm. for like forms of self-care that like bring people together that can be fulfilling Mm -hmm. no it's teaching you to focus on yourself and only yourself it's incredibly Mm
2: -hmm. yeah there's Ronald
1: Reagan and Margaret Thatcher like I hope Mm -hmm. they are I don't I don't think Margaret Thatcher's still alive I can't remember I hope I don't believe in hell but I hope that bitch is in pain wherever she is like
0: uh there is a quote from it was the um she's heinous citizen citizens um, like believe women but not
1: that one like
0: (laughs) (laughs) and it says you cite Margaret Thatcher to the effect that neoliberalism is not just an economic project but one that uses economics to remold people's minds and hearts (sighs) indeed the idea of quote self-help would seem a powerfully individualizing ideology offloading responsibility for one's life chances and choices onto the individual alone if we're unhappy it's not society's fault but our own
1: it's yours yeah Mm -hmm. it it, that's again it goes into like all the wellness and like that Mm -hmm. self-care of like wellness and stuff it's like oh if you're like if you're fat that's your fault like we're Mm going to shame you for it but but like, we're not going to take into account, like, well, there's so much, I mean, fat phobia in general, like mm-hmm. that's unpack that there's nothing wrong with being fat. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's like such a stigma around it. And it's like, oh, it's your fault. Like you should mm-hmm. just do X, Y, Z or, or if your skin's bad, like you should just mm-hmm. like wash your face. It's As like, if bitch, we don't you-
0: live in a society.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, like, you don't <laughs> think that people who are breaking out or washing their face girl they're freaking out about it like I'm sure and they pop like this like I was talking about this the other day with my roommate like the psychological toll of having like intense acne as Mm -hmm. an adolescent like is traumatizing oh yeah and I say that as someone who like didn't really struggle with that because I have really dry skin Mm -hmm. but like it's so true (laughs) yeah it's literally traumatizing yeah Because everyone's like, you're disgusting and you're dirty, and it's your fault that your skin's that way, not that you're going through puberty and like your body's like freaking out. Yeah. (laughs) Like, God forbid. Oh my Uh. God. No, I. Neoliberalism is just like. like, like, Neoliberalist capitalism is like the most evil thing. It's just like, it's like. neoliberalism was, like, it's, like, doggy dog, but we're gonna make you like it, like, (laughs) we're gonna, like, it was, like, selling, like, because before that, like, if you look, America was obviously still capitalist, but the, well, like, welfare programs, like, everything were a lot more prevalent, I mean, again, across racial divides, like, it was so much harder for, like, Mm -hmm. people of color and, like, Black Americans to secure the same kind of, like, government aid that white people could um particularly Mm -hmm. in terms of housing um but at like the idea that like the government should give you money or like help you in some way wasn't as like unthinkable or Mm -hmm. like taboo as it is now um now we all just everyone just like screams socialism and like poops their pants (laughs) um but like when, like, the 70s rolled around, the 80s rolled around, it was like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, we, we, government can't give you money. Like, you shouldn't live off the government. Like, you no. should be doing shit for us. And, like, we're not going to give you anything. Um, Go, girl, give
0: me nothing. And you're going to do
1: it yourself. And you should feel proud of doing it yourself. And you should feel ashamed of needing help.
0: Pull yourself up by your, your bootstraps. Up by bootstraps.
1: Yeah fuck Ronald Reagan. Um, I just like, yeah, I feel like that, that, I mean, obviously that shame still exists incredibly again around like, and then it's like when you genuinely can't do something because something's actually out of your fucking control, you Mm -hmm. still feel bad about it because you've been taught that like you're Mm -hmm. entirely responsible for everything about yourself. Yes. Like when you're having a mental breakdown because of very real societal factors and you do a face mask and it doesn't make you feel better. And you're like, why am I still literally <sighs> ripping at the seams? And you just, you're like, there's something wrong with me because I can't keep it together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, babe. Like, you're very legitimately stressed. Yeah. And no you reason. have every right to be. Like, you're mm-hmm. so, people are so justified. Yeah. Like, But then they feel bad about it because you constantly, you go whip out your phone and you can see that girl, like... <laughs> But having it all together, like she's literally a robot.
0: But she doesn't donate a dime to. She any do-
1: no, she doesn't donate a dime.
0: <laughs> all her dimes are spent on green juice. <laughs> juice. No mutual aid.
1: No mutual aid. Yeah, no, she's com- again, like she's that girl's completely self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. She like she along is- with
0: daddy's money
1: a lot of
0: self-sufficient
1: <laughs> she appears self-sufficient mm-hmm. and she's so, yeah, self, yeah hey, self-sufficient self-optimizing yeah
0: it's all about the appearance am i right it's please? all
1: about the appearance
0: mm. i also wanted to kind of plug like on a, a positive note yeah. i feel um i did find this one resource it's called the self-care toolkit um developed by psychologist sean goldberg and it's like a free PDF um that we can link. That's oh It's it. it's like really, it's basically therapy for free.
2: Oh, quite
0: honest. Um girlies. It, it talks about like burnout. Tune in. Yeah. Passion <laughs> fatigue. Um, and then self-care and like ways to cope with stress. There's like worksheets, there's breathing exercises, wow. um, coping strategies. Um goal setting and like self-assessment stuff and it's like 45 pages of great info so I feel like any girlies who want to do some like some actual some deep self-care of scrubbing the brain cavity
1: um we'll link yeah that is more positive yeah let's let's give back to our little community of martini triggers yeah
2: (laughs) or people that like to listen to us
1: talk (laughs) (laughs) or in this case like yell at zoom and be like outraged um
0: I also just love reading um like the worksheets you get in therapy like yes this gave me this list of like 250 enjoyable activities and I went through and like checked all the ones I like to do oh my god I love that there's one can you send that to me I can (laughs) some of them are like Drinking is making a smoothie and drinking it slowly, (laughs) or it's like
1: dressing to
0: astound people. And I'm like,
1: I love dressing to astound, or it's like kissing. I, oh my god, my dad has the audacity to call me right now. I'm sorry, no. Um, I should just (laughs) silence.
0: Like, there's this Um. one in here that's um measuring like stress, and it's like (gasps) circle any event that has occurred in your life over the past 12 months and add up the numbers for your total score because it has like a scale of impact uh, but I
1: don't want to know it's just
0: funny to read them. it's like jail term 63 points oh my god high mortgage 63. 31 why is it
1: 63 why not 65 or 60
0: it's I guess it's very death it's of spouse always... is always 100
1: oh, that's um, like valid though <laughs>
0: but then there's like it's always
1: jail time I'm just confused as to why it's not like like why 63 like that's such an arbitrary such a quirky number
0: (laughs) I think it explains how they figured them out but then it's funny to look at it because like one of them is sex difficulties 39 and it's um the same as business readjustment
1: yeah same stress level I think that's valid I'm I'm reading come as you are right now Mm -hmm. and it's basically about like the psychology and science yeah of orgasms particularly like femme orgasms um and I think it's really interesting because it does talk about like how much like your feelings about your body and like you and like the context of like your life that you're in affects like your sex like sexual arousal Mm -hmm. or like Mm -hmm. libido or whatever. It's really interesting. Um self-care so you can come, ladies. Self-care so you can fucking come. You heard it here first. You heard it here first.
0: (laughs) And sometimes self-care is coming.
1: Literally (laughs) Matt (laughs) that That should be the title of our episode. (laughs) Come we're Yeah, they are arguably one and the same. Yeah, I don't think anyone ever. Well, actually, no, never mind. I was gonna say I don't think anyone ever felt bad after an orgasm, but that's not true. Um, it is possible (laughs) and so valid. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like,
0: what's one way you're gonna self care
1: tonight? Either
0: tonight or
1: like tomorrow. I'm gonna wash my hair. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. I need to wash my hair. Yeah, and then I'm gonna read. Um, I'm rereading, like along with Come As You Are, I'm mm-hmm. rereading a book that I've already read, but it's just, like, comforting, and I'm just, like, mm-hmm. reading it because I, like, need something silly. I started, well, Killing Eve I, w- is mm-hmm. premiering tonight, but mm-hmm. I can't watch it because it's on fucking AMC. That's literally, like, crime. Tragic. Gotcha. Um no. That's... A travesty um so me and a couple of our other friends are have to wait for it to get on hulu for it to like completely premiere on the tv which is so wrong because i need jodie Comer in my life yeah um and also like i'm sorry fuck the euphoria season finale i'm, yeah. I'm like it was like literally so bad and it, if you disagree so- if you disagree email us like let p- us like, know. let us know like tell us your pitch it was so poorly written and so poorly wrapped up and Mm -hmm. I'm so fucking unsatisfied yeah frankly (laughs) um yeah (laughs) vibes
0: vibes
1: what are you gonna do to self-care tonight Michelle
0: right after we record this I'm gonna brush my teeth and uh go to bed
1: that's amazing I love that for you get a sleep full is important eight and a half hours yeah i want to but i probably
0: won't. do some journaling
1: During do some changes, journaling scrub
0: your whole yeah.
1: take a note from that girl and journal yeah which no i love disclaimer i think michelle would agree like i love to journal i'm oh, just yeah. not doing it at fucking 8 a.m because i'm too busy oh. trying to like get myself ready to like face the world yeah that's like an evening activity yeah i also feel okay. like i like journaling when i like have Like lots of thoughts, and my thoughts in the morning are more like autopilot, like yeah, getting things done, like
0: trying to get my wing right on my eye, yeah,
1: like not thinking about anything. Basic priorities, the prior (laughs) Maslow's hierarchy.
0: Like, where am I getting a coffee today?
1: Literally, I'm
0: gonna spend the whole drive thinking about it. I love that.
1: All right, well, I think we're gonna call it Mm -hmm. a wrap. (laughs) on that um yeah i that was a really i liked this topic um obviously it was like maybe a little scattered there were some Mm. rabbit holes but Mm -hmm. we had a lot of passion so we just had to let it like go free Mm -hmm. um let us know what you thought. You can find us on Instagram at extra dirty pod. Mm-hmm. You can send us a little DM mm-hmm. with your thoughts, your love and appreciation. Make mm-hmm. somebody's day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make mine and Michelle's day, guys.
0: We <laughs> love a DM. We love a DM. It makes me smile. Uh, so
1: sweet. <laughs> it like maybe triggers like tears. Like, yeah. You know? uh, and I don't cry that often. So hashtag make Julia cry. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah you can send us a little email give us a little five stars um if you have any thoughts anything you want us to hear anything blah, 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 i'm tired <laughs> anything you want to hear us like rant about or mm-hmm. make maybe be more researched um let us know what you thought yeah all right thanks bye guys Bye.
0: You fascinate me You devastate me Because, my dearie, you irritate me so